Podcast listeners, what's happening? I am hanging out with Peter Rupert. Peter is the CEO at Fusion Education Group. Um, he has had an amazing, amazing career, uh, basically in the educational space in general, helping you know kids get connected with some of the most amazing teachers, have a one-on-one learning experience, and he is just helping change the way education is thought of. He's helping influence kids. He's helping influence teachers so that they can have like the joy-filled experience of truly seeing kids develop, and, and he just has a passion for that. So I loved having an opportunity to connect with him. He's just got such a sweet background. Also, I'm a little biased. I kind of like him a lot as well, too. He's a, he's, a West, he's a West Michigan man as well. So Peter, thank you so much for being a guest in this episode and on this podcast and I just loved hearing your story and keep changing the world and all the different ways that you're doing. So Pete, I'd love for you to share a little bit about your book and obviously you're in the process of, of I think you mentioned called it a mini book a little bit. We'd just love to hear about that and just have the audience uh, get a little taste for what you're doing with that. Sure. You know, the, the reason for the book is not that I have any great ideas of, of my own, but um, as, as I was young and, and heading out of college and, and had these big dreams and and uh, really started to study what successful people have done. And, and, you know, I had some bumps and bruises uh, along the way in my, in my early years, for sure. Um, and, uh, failures, frankly. And, but along the way, I, I continued to study successful people and tried to learn from them. And, and as, as I read more and more and, and talked to different people, I, I kind of found these themes that seemed to be universal with people who had really been able to achieve success and, and achieve their dreams in, in whatever field that they were interested in. And, um, so as my, I'm a father of four kids and, and as my oldest entered middle school, I had, uh, I captured these on a piece of paper. Um, and I, and I listed them as the nine traits to a champion and I printed them off and, and, uh, posted them on my kid's bathroom mirror thinking that, uh, well, they probably didn't want to listen to their old man preach about what it's going to take for them to be successful. Maybe when they brush their teeth and brush their hair or whatever, they might uh, occasionally look over at this little list I'd put down and like, and uh, <laughs> it would slowly sink Just a in. little gentle, gentle reminder. <laughs> exactly. You know? Love and, then, that. Uh, and then a few years ago, we have an annual leadership conference as part of my company here. And, and um, uh, one of the breakouts was uh, one of our folks asked if they could do a fireside chat with me as the CEO of the business. And, and we did that. And, and, um, I mentioned that list and my assistant at that time had put together a nice little call it brochure around those nine traits. Um, and then I got a, tr- a number of people came up to me afterwards and said, I just love that list and um, encouraged me that you ought to write a book. And, and uh, I never, again, never really had thought about writing a book before, but given how well it was received, I started research that and, and ended up partnering with someone who helped me write it, who's written books before. And, and I created this little mini book. Uh, I say mini book because it's less than a hundred pages. And I really believe there's enough 250 page books out there uh, that people don't want to spend the time to read. And um, if I could just capture in, in 80 to 90 pages, what I thought or what I've learned have been the key tenets of successful people and could share that with folks. And uh, I think that would be a big win. The book's called Limitless. And it's nine steps to designing your extraordinary life. Um, and it talks about uh, there's nine different components of that that uh, start with, you know, winning the battle in your head. And, and I think that's what most of us are constantly challenged with. We have a positive voice and a negative voice in our head. And every one of us has these. Um, and too often that negative voice keeps us from pursuing our dreams, keeps us from 
um, uh, really living larger and, and uh, being able to achieve those things that we really want to do. And, and it's important to understand that those two voices exist. And it's important to train your mind so that you can listen to the positives and not ne necessarily the negatives. And it goes on to talk about the importance of finding a passion uh, that you're that you're interested in pursuing because having a passion and it doesn't have to be the passion you grew up in any any line of work or any any career can be you can be passionate about it but you have to find one that you're interested in and and can build a uh, a real passion around and then from there it talks about the importance of dreaming big and really creating a really big vision not just a not just a vision for the next year or so but thinking about 10 15 20 years from now where do I want to be as a as a person um, as a professional in whatever walk of um, career you want, might have, as a leader, as a, as a parent, as a husband, et cetera, and thinking about that and writing that down. And, and I'm such a big believer, like I said earlier, about writing goals down. And it goes on to through these nine different steps. And I won't talk about all of them individually, but that gives you a little gist of how I have learned from others and been able to translate that to my own life and my own career and, um, you know, help drive to drive me to some of my successes. I absolutely love that. Are you, uh, I got to ask, are you a big believer of making your bed in the morning? I am. That's so funny to say that I am a big believer. Um, start your day off with a victory, right? And, um, my wife and I, exactly. whoever, whoever yeah, gets yeah. out of bed second has to make the bed. So usually I'm going to work earlier. So <laughs> she gets stuck with it, but exactly. Well, That's the only reason why you're in the office early is just so you don't have to make the bed. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I uh, kind of hearing your small little pearls. I, I, I sort of assumed you, you had to be one of those guys. So my dad was the same. My dad uh, sounds a little bit kind of like your dad a little bit, but it, he, he made sure that no matter what, to remind me to make my bed every morning. And during many days, it was like, okay, this doesn't make any sense whatsoever. And now I'm beginning to realize uh, exactly why that's a thing. It's a small victory every single day. It's the discipline of just doing the right thing. And it's, it's a good lesson. Yeah, no doubt about it. No doubt about it. In fact, I think a, uh, a, a former military officer general or something, um, I forget his name, but he spoke at uh, University of Texas at their graduation ceremony. That, and his talk was make your bed. I think even he created his own mini book on it. Uh, but it talks about that, that first step in the day, uh, get it started on the right foot. And uh, it's funny. It's a, it's a disciplined thing, but I think it's an important one. Absolutely. No doubt. So from, from Harvard Business School, where did your career go from there? Um, so I really wanted to get in something entrepreneurial. And, and um, I ended up, uh, it was 1991, um, and you know, we had a recession going on at the time. And it was hard to find those perfect jobs. But I ended up working for a uh, consulting firm that focused on smaller and middle market businesses. And I thought, what a great chance to go see a bunch of different industries and learn about different businesses and uh, work with entrepreneurs and presidents of companies right at that level and just kind of see the triumphs and tribulations they go through in trying to grow their businesses. And I uh, joined a firm out of Boston. And, um, but about six months later, my boss there came to me and said, hey, uh, we can do this better and we can focus more on helping companies grow. We were kind of the marketing and strategy and sales oriented folks on that team. And the rest of the organization was mostly about cost efficiencies and financial restructurings, et cetera, for more broken companies. And so we went off on our own and uh, I was naive again, naive enough, but uh, aggressive enough to, to make that leap. And so 
started this consulting firm with him as my partner and, and uh, did that for about five or six years and lots of trials and, and had some successes. And we opened a couple of offices in, in different parts of the country serving these types of um, clients, but never really knew how to run a business, frankly, and um, didn't have any capital base and uh, totally lived revenue to uh, revenue each week. And, and long story short, at one point we kind of outgrew our our coverage, if you will, and our client base uh, shriveled up. And all of a sudden we were left with much larger expenses than we had revenues coming in. And um, we ended up having to close down the business. So what was what was a nice run and, and was a journey that I really enjoyed ended up with um, real disappointment in that um, something I'd spent five years building, all of a sudden we had to close and kind of restart. And uh, really, a, really a, a, a big, challenge in my life at the time. We were expecting our first child at that point. And um, a lot of my friends were really starting to hit their stride in their careers. And, and here I was uh, having a business that didn't work and frankly had failed. And um, I talk about this a little bit in my mini book too, about the importance of failure. And um, I look back at that as, as a fond memory, not about what happened specifically, but about how that prepared me to be much more successful in my future endeavors. And um, sometimes failure is the best teacher and that's where you learn the most. And I encourage people that, um, having that initiative and, and that courage to move forward. Sometimes it all doesn't work out perfectly according to plan, but when you study successful people, almost all of them will talk about, um, many failures they've had along the way. And, um, we so we typically read about the huge successes that gets them in the papers and on TVs and things like that. But, um, we rarely hear about behind the curtain, the challenges and tribulations that almost every successful person goes to to get to where they've gotten. There's, uh, there's not a lot more character building than laying in bed at night knowing you can't make payroll on Friday and it's Monday and what you're going to do between now and then. There's just no experience quite like that to figure out, all right, I've got to make this work or I can't. And just going through that and it, it's, it's, it's disastrous and sucks at the time, but what you can learn from that is <laughs> a pretty worthwhile lesson. There's no doubt about it. There's no doubt about it. And I, and I think, you know, the, the important thing is how do you, how do you rebound from that, right? The resiliency you show, because I could have shriveled up and just kind of said, okay, I'm just going to go get a job and I'm going to let go of my dreams. And um, I'm just going to go be a hired person at some company and have my whatever job it would be and make a living and, and reduce my risk and, and uh, be able to, you know, provide a, a decent living for my family. But that I just, you know, I spent too much time trying to prepare for what I wanted to be long term. And well, I didn't know exactly what that was. I didn't know that I wanted to control my own destiny. I wanted to, um, you know, create an organization. And, and, um, and so, um, you know, that, that ability to rebound from that and go back to your vision that you set to think about, okay, where'd you, when you started this journey out five years ago, what would you want to be in 15 or 20 years? And I had thought about all that and I'd written that down. And, and I think that's helped me get up in the morning to say, okay, you, you've got to just face this and, and move forward and not let this define you. Um, Cause so many, so many people give up after that failure, that mini failure, whatever size the failure might be, but they give up and they turn back and they go back to, um, and, and you understand it. They go back to something that's a little bit more secure and less risky. And there's a lot of reasons to do that. But uh, for me, and I think for all of us, uh, to show that resiliency and to fight back and get back on your feet is, is really important.
Yeah, that's certainly the motivation I needed today, but that's also such a good word is that you quickly realize that like, yes, it's, it's, it's a risk seeking environment, but when you're wired, you know, the way you and I are, it sounds like is the fact that it's almost a bigger risk to go work a day job for somebody else than it is to actually go sort of do what we're, we're meant to be doing and do it. You know, sure. There's going to be a lot of losses, probably more losses than wins, but it's just how you're wired and you have to live into that. And you spend so much time thinking about what could be and what you could do and what you could accomplish. And you can't go back. It's, it's just, <laughs> you can't go back to the, the comfort of things. So now don't get me wrong. There's certainly something nice about it at times, but it's yeah, no so doubt. letting your, but, and, and, I, and I think that the, the other thing is you learn so much, right? I certainly knew and <laughs> I knew what to do differently when I started my, my next company, the, the one that ultimately is the, the one where that I'm running now. But um, you realize the importance of capital. You realize about uh, the importance of hiring good people and not under hiring just to save a few bucks. I mean, there's just so many lessons that I learned as I look back uh, that have made all the difference and prepared me for success down the road. And so... You don't want to you don't want to lose that great learning by going backwards and and um, uh, and forgetting about your dreams and, and what you wanted to accomplish. Absolutely. So tell me about the company you're running now. Yeah, the company I run today is called I Education Group, and uh, we own um, a number of uh, what I'll call specialty private schools around the country uh, that are all focused on one to one education, meaning one teacher and one student in every class. And so we serve sixth through 12th grade students uh, across about 18 states. We have about 75 campuses or so, 75 schools um, that all provide this one-to-one -one instruction. And so we take, we take kids who, uh, for lots of different reasons, have struggled or have not been challenged. Um, oftentimes they have some kind of a social or emotional issue where um, they have uh, really struggled um, in school and a byproduct of that is they struggle in, with their grades and academically as well. And so um, what we're able to provide for them is a very custom education that uh, is really not, not really available anywhere else and that all classes being one-to-one um, -one allows our teachers to really be mentors and really get to know each kid and understand their hopes, their dreams, their fears, their frustrations and uh, peel back the, the, the tough exterior that sometimes they have. and by building that relationship, they start to build that trust. And then once we are able to establish that relationship with a student, we can then really customize how we teach them uh, and teach them as fast or as slow as they're able. Uh, we can go backwards if a kid usually is really should be taking a, uh, should be taking a course that's, um, that they've already kind of moved on from, but they never mastered. So we can go backwards and start there where they can achieve success. We can infuse their passions into our teaching so that we can incorporate things that uh, really get them excited when we're teaching a math lesson or a science lesson. So it allows for us to really help uh, create this platform for them to really um, achieve their dreams and, and get back on track and, and um, uh, create this life-changing environment that uh, has had you know, really fantastic results with so many, many of our students and their families. That's such a powerful thing to think about what you could do every single day and not to mention in the day to day as well, too. How often do you, you know, obviously you're, you're, you're running the show and it's, it's your business, but how often do you get a chance to sort of interact with the kids and see the, the day to day impact that you guys are having? That's a great question. In fact, I just came back from New York. Uh, I was visiting uh, a number of our schools out there over the past few days and 
that's the highlight of my job right here at, at our at our headquarters or home base office is this is where all the problems are right and this is where yeah per- you're stamping out fires all the time but right. you're not seeing any of the good stuff <laughs> and and, uh, and this is where all the <clears throat> challenges come and this is where we're furthest away from the action and uh you know i always encourage our folks here that whenever we get a chance to get out and see a school people should jump on it because that's when you get to see the magic of the of the work that we're doing and, and the amazing teaching staff and admin staff that we have at our schools is just incredible. And, you know, one of my highlights is I love to put together little mini panels of, of students where the, the school will put three or four students in a room with me and uh, and others who are visiting and we can ask them about their journey and what they went through. And, and it's just so fulfilling when you talk to a kid who has um, been through lots of different challenges and and um, oftentimes they may come from a broken family or they were bullied at school or um, they fell into the wrong crowd and they were just heading down the dark path and uh, they found fusion and enrolled at fusion and because of our programming and customization and all those things I mentioned we're able to help them get restarted and and then really thrive in, in their school environment we go from kids who hated school and sometimes didn't even, re- even refuse to go to school, school phobic, if you will. Uh, and they come to fusion and over time, um, they're able to uh, really get back on track and, and be so excited to come to school that they don't even want to leave at the end of the day or when they graduate. And that, that's when uh, it really makes you feel good about the impact we can have on kids. That's yeah, that, I'm getting the chills just even thinking about that. So what's the uh, what's the what's the ultimate impact that you, Pete, you hope to have sort of on the world on on your family, on the businesses that you are a part of now or are going to start later down the road or whatever that might be. But what, what's sort of your your big impact that you'd like to have? Oh, gosh, that's a good, great question. I, I, I think um, it's a good thing you it's a good thing you went to bed at one in the morning, you got your coffee now for a question <laughs> like that. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Well, you know, I think it's it's fun that, um, you know, I've been blessed to be in leadership positions and I've been blessed to be in this industry that uh, is serving kids. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I think that the organization we're trying to build is an organization that is is one that stands for personal development and, and not just for our students, but also for our staff and our leaders in the organization. And uh, we want to be a place where people feel that they can come and they can, they can um, you know, learn a lot. And, and maybe some don't stay their whole career and others do, but the idea is while they're here, they get to be part of a, a real upbeat, uh, positive culture that, a lot, that is encouraging and um, kind of uh, empowering people to go, you know, get better and, and uh, achieve their own potential. And, and I think as a byproduct of that, not just within the organization, but with things like my mini book and, and as I mentor and talk to other young executives, I, I talk about um, those lessons I've learned and setting big, big visions. And, and the only thing that limits your, your, uh, your eventual success and your ability to do great things in any walk of life is your own mind and, and your willingness to break through to change your own mind's perception about the uh, opportunities ahead of you and the skills and talents you've been blessed with and how you can best leverage those to really have an impact uh, in your own life and in the lives of others. So on that, my favorite question in the world, and I think this is a perfect transition in that, what, what ultimately is it that gets you, gets you out of bed in the morning the most? I mean, so you, you've touched base on the impact that you can have from a leadership perspective and helping create environments for people to step into. You've talked about, you know, the influence that, you know, that, that you're 
literally your company has on kids and students and, and teachers in their lives. But, you know, what is it that sort of drives you to get out of bed? Well, I, I think that, um, I mean, that, that probably covers it pretty well. And the, the fact that, um, you know, we, we talk a lot about how do we service more kids, right? And so I think one of the things we're driven to do is we want to continue to open schools. We want to continue to bring more of our unique one-to-one schools um, to more and more families and more and more students across the country. And, and when we do that, we know we're impacting more people's lives and, and uh, in many cases, changing students' lives. And, and when we change a student's life, you can imagine we're changing a family's life too, because they've been through the challenges that a student may have been through. And, um, and uh, so th- that idea of continuing to improve upon our existing schools and helping our existing schools get better and better so we uh, are delivering a, a fantastic educational product and, and experience for our students and our staffs is um, really what drives me. And, and I think more globally, um, if I can help others think about their own opportunities ahead of them and help them think bigger and help them take those first steps and help them understand that failure is part of the journey. Um, so, uh, so more, fo- more folks will be, uh, will be inspired and, 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 and have the courage to go pursue their dreams because every single one of us has been blessed abundantly um, in maybe in different ways, but we all have that capability to do something special in this world. And uh, we don't have enough people talking about that uh, anymore in today's world. It's always about blame and, and other, other organizations or other people or governments got to step in and solve all of our problems. When I really feel the answer is inside every one of us and, and whatever I can do to help play a small part in helping people think like that and, and, uh, Go after their go after their future in a real positive, aggressive manner. Then uh, I think I'll have um, left a little bit of positive influence out there. I don't even need a cup of coffee now. That's just the that's just the motivation I needed to get through the day. So <laughs> I love that. I love the message. I love what you're doing. That's uh, that's just so so special. So. Pete, I just want to say thank you, obviously, for being a guest on this podcast. Is there anything else? We'll obviously include show links so, so the audience can, can catch your book when it comes out. Um, but is there anything you want to leave the audience with? Um, other than what we've talked about, Matt, is, is um, the journey. Uh, all of our journeys are going to be fraught with some, some missteps and some challenges. And um, I, I just encourage folks to continue to think big and, and take those steps. Like I mentioned, I guess that that pretty much summarizes it, that there's a there's a big world of opportunity out there. And don't let other people surround. Don't let other people talk to talk you down in your own dreams. Find people who believe in you and uh, who have their own ideas about uh, doing great things in this world, whatever it might be. And those are the people you want to hang with and spend your time with, not people who are going to discount your dreams and you as a person and tell you you can't do something. That's it. Boom. Call it a call it a wrap. That's so good. Pete, thank you so much for being being a guest on the podcast. This has been a blast. Absolutely loved having you. Thank you, Matt. Really, really a pleasure. Thanks for your interest.